on Twitter and I am recording this from Las Vegas from the Palazzo which I just discovered today is the tallest hotel in Las Vegas it, it, uh, is it I would not have the, guessed that the actual tallest is the Fountain Blue which is north of the strip here yeah but it's unfinished it's just this this building that's unfinished and it has been left to rot on the north side of the strip. So for, you know, for all intents and purposes, the Palazzo is the, the tallest active hotel uh, in Las Vegas. And the second tallest is the Trump Hotel. So do you know anyone who's ever stayed there? I, I think it's like a like a apartment building. Oh, it's that, it's like condos and doubles stuff? as a hotel. Yeah. Oh, OK. I secretly like how symmetrical looks it's very like nice and rectangular to me yeah it's not really wild in design it's a little gaudy with the gold windows but it's yeah it's just a building i get what you're saying there yeah it's got nice lines as an aside the palazzo is the sister hotel to the venetian which used to be the sands which a plane crashes into in con air <laughs> that, that's like the best way to destroy your, your hotel right yeah it's pretty cool so um that the casino in the Venetian was too compressed. It's it's a small casino. And now in, in the, the Palazzo, I feel like the Palazzo Casino is too diffuse. It's too big. It feels underpopulated by, you know, slot machines and, and tables. Anyway, <laughs> I have some more trivia. So there's the hotel downtown called The D, which I don't know. And inside is a bar, which is reportedly Nevada's longest bar and I saw it yesterday and it's not a very bar it's like the length of a like a basketball court yeah and I feel like Nevada's longest bar should be should be longer than that it should like run the whole length of Fremont Street or something you were underwhelmed when you saw it it was just yeah, kinda, yeah. it was just kind of like no that's it you wouldn't think it's Nevada's longest bar it's like oh it's kind of long was it purpose built to be the longest or were they just like this is pretty long and then it just so happened to be the longest yeah I, it runs the length of one side of the casino so it, maybe they just happened into the the record yeah especially if you're and underwhelmed then, by it and then like in San Jose we're at the the stadium where the San Jose earthquakes play the soccer oh, MLS. soccer team yeah. yeah, they like to brag about how they have North America's largest outdoor bar. I, I don't know about these bar records. It just, <laughs> it just seems like it's inconvenient if you have a long bar. It's really not that special. It's just one length. Like, it'd be cool if it was like a circle or something, like a really big circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a circle is cool. If it's just one long piece of wood or... I was trying to think of where the D sounded familiar... And I, I think I know what it is now looking at it. They were one of the first and few Vegas casinos and hotels that were accepting Bitcoin for a while. They may still be only one one of the few <laughs> accepting Bitcoin at this point. Okay, more trivia. It's not trivia, just stuff I've read that I feel like regurgitating. I read today that in the uh, 
the the shitty mall next to Mandalay Bay is an ice bar called Minus Five, where everything is made out of ice, and you have to like wear gloves and a a fur coat to to go inside. Reportedly, inside is an ice Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. Oh, so is that like a more like a new edition? I mean, because I guess you could carve things. Yeah, that yeah. Are recent. I, I I don't want to pay the twenty bucks to go inside yeah. and, and lark. So let's say let's say it has an ice iron throne inside. <laughs> we'll just go with what we've heard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and then I read that the Erotic Heritage Museum in Las Vegas has a pair of Eva Braun's panties. Eva Braun, Hitler's lover. <laughs> so that's something. And finally. Um, <laughs> I feel like Vegas is the only place where rock is still alive. Like everywhere I go, I see rock house, rock bar, rock vaults. Uh, you know, this so much rock stuff, despite rock being, you know, utterly irrelevant on on the national scene. You know, in our in popular culture. Do you think that's like a dad thing? Like it's, it like maybe dad, dad I mean, stuff, dad centric, like. Harleys and, and and rock. Maybe they're playing to like the Midwestern clientele, white people clientele, uh, which is inherently like a, f- a few years behind the rest of East right, and West right. Coast coast culture. And I, and, I, and I like how Vince Neil has a restaurant called I think it's called Tatuato. So you <laughs> didn't work. God, God, that's awful. You didn't uh, go to work. it. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I've spent like six months of my life in Las Vegas. That didn't sound like a lot, but collectively. No, it sounds like a lot. Yeah. And so I've gotten to witness firsthand Vegas's evolution from, you know, in the 90s when they tried to be family friendly to the switch to fuck children. (laughs) We want to cater to adults. I'm most fascinated by the evolution of Vegas from a design and architectural level and how I think ever since the Bellagio opened, every hotel either wants to be ostentatiously European or ostentatiously modern mm-hmm. with glass and, and metal and wood. And and the poor, like, themed resorts retrofitting themselves to, to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And it's just, it's dismaying to me how, like, the Paris hotel mm. just Budweiser just opened a beer park at the foot of the Eiffel Tower oh god and it's just it just it says you know in bright red letters future of beer park what wasn't it a restaurant down there before is that yeah gone? yeah and they just they just changed it into a beer park yeah I wish it didn't have to happen but I guess that's what you got to do to to stay in business the first time I went I should actually have like made note of the year. I think it was 2003, maybe, mm-hmm. t- maybe, maybe. They were the foundations for City Center were just being laid. So it was a wooden fence and a bunch of concrete. Nothing was even built up like three feet in the air. And then the next time I went, City Center was fucking done. And that that's that's insane. The the largest so, privately owned or privately funded building project in the world. So like C- City Center is the bar for. You go inside the casino and it's so over the top modern. And if you're like the pyramid, if you're the Lux, uh, what, what are you going to do, right? You're stuck with all this Egyptian design. You just have to like squeeze it in. I guess that's also the reason like Soldier Field in Chicago, 
has like a spaceship on top of it. You know, they wanted to expand, and the only way to expand is to you just to kinda, mod- to, you tack on yeah, more things, to, just to tack on to tack on stuff. And, and now, like every hotel wants to have a, a day club, like a you know a, a pool with a DJ. Oh yeah, you gotta um, have Tiesto in there. Yeah, and these poor nightclubs—they're they're rendered irrelevant as quickly as as smartphones. I think you know, you open one, and then another hotel opens opens their nightclub to top yours, and then how are you how are you gonna how are you gonna top them? Yeah, it, uh, it's it, just it just keeps going. It's a cycle. Yeah, I think there are two more opening. They've just been remodeled. Two more opening. Two nightclubs opening this year. That couldn't be less my thing. So I don't know. I've I've, I've accepted it, but if I had my druthers, you know, I. I fell in love with the themed Vegas, and I I feel like going away. It's I feel like inter- interesting resorts are are what made Vegas Vegas to me. Yeah, you know, there's a place on the Strip called the Link. It's a generic, modern hotel, and it used to be the Imperial Palace, which was an Asian themed dump. <laughs> and I always felt that you could build a a grander, nicer Asian-themed hotel on the Strip, maybe with uh, a mini Great Wall. (laughs) Because Asian people love coming to Vegas. You know, if you're in the cabs, the videos that play, you can get them in Chinese too. There's like a little Chinese flag that you can press. And, the you know, hotels redecorate for Chinese New Year because Asian people come here. As a destination. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And... I was walking through some casino the other day, and all the table uh, dealers were Asian, which I suppose maybe you want dealers who can communicate <laughs> with Asian clientele. Have you seen the the Resorts World plans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, so, it's very Asian looking. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, obviously, it's super modern, but I mean, it's... It's got some. It's got some Asian flair to it. Yeah. So, so I saw this article: um, thirteen changes coming to the Vegas Strip, and reportedly, Resorts World is starting up again. So, there, there are a bunch of resort. There, like we we were talking about the Fountain Blue earlier. There's a bunch of hotels that were going to be built on the north end of the Strip. Yeah, but two, then, t- 2008 was really rough on yeah, those hotels. But then they all like ran out of money, and so the carcasses just or just left strewn. <laughs> In this area of the Strip, reportedly Resorts World, which is the Asian-themed one, mm-hmm. is is going to open. Uh, they're building it, so we'll see. And there's another there's another stalled Asian-themed hotel uh, called Lucky Dragon. It's not on the Strip. It's just like Strip adjacent. Yeah. So next next to the Stratosphere. Oh, okay. Um, so they ran out of money too, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so maybe maybe that one will finish. You know, but until then, we have what do we what do we have? We have Chinatown, which is you know crazy in Vegas. I not not a not but, anywhere I've frequented. But so, but you know, I was thinking like maybe Vegas doesn't need an Asian themed resort. I don't I don't know how successful it might be because maybe Asian people who come here want to see something. Don't want to be around Asian stuff, right? They they want to be in in this these ridiculous over the top. European, you know, chic places instead of around an Asian hotel, which when I don't know, when Asian family visits, do you bring them to go eat, you know, Asian food or do you bring them somewhere else? I would bring them somewhere else. 
Right. I like to expand people's horizons. Why why cater to them? They're probably going to think it's dumb anyways. It's like when you go into a German restaurant and then there's just a bunch of like outwardly kitschy German shit. And you're just like, really? Is this how it is in Germany? Because it probably isn't how it is there. Like it's not accurate. And they probably just think it's stupid. That's my guess. And I, I was thinking about all the you know Asian employee, hotel employees I've seen. And <laughs> wonder if hotels court Asian people in Asia to come to Vegas and work in their hotels like they do college students, right? You know, come to Vegas and we we need Asian people to work in our resorts because I, you know, I'm not sure Asian people aspire to be blackjack dealers. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, I got sidetracked. Back to the the changes coming to the strip. So the two Asian resorts might resume construction. Hmm. And the Hooters Hotel was sold. You've stayed there, right? No, I haven't. That's typically where uh, my friends do stay, oh. though. They I, stay thought, there. I thought you stayed at the Hooters. <laughs> I, I have not yet, no. They really so like apparently somewhere. the world's largest Hooters opened in Vegas last year, but it opened at the Palm, not at the Hooters Hotel. And so maybe that's not a good sign for the Hooters Hotel. Uh, it may be remodeled and rebranded. Or it may be nothing because... Planet Hollywood is not in the Planet Hollywood Hotel, and the Hard Rock Cafe is not in the Hard Rock Hotel. I guess I wouldn't have really put that together, but having stayed at Planet Hollywood, I know that Planet Hollywood isn't there, but I don't know where it is. It's it's in the, the Caesars Mall. Oh, okay. It's, that's actually the nicest Planet Hollywood. They have the the Darth Vader suit and the Terminator. Well, shit. Yeah, they have, they have nice stuff as opposed to... I remember when there was a Planet Hollywood in San Francisco... One of the uh, uh, one of the memorabilia was bricks from the heist in Die Hard Three. What? And I feel like they just split up these brick. You know how they 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 steal all the gold bricks uh-huh. uh, in the film. I feel like they split up all the gold brick props and just put them in every Planet Hollywood because it's memorabilia. But you know well, we have a lot of it. In some of the Planet Hollywood rooms, like they have stuff i don't know if they all do do they all do do they all have stuff in them uh i'm not sure because somebody's room my friend stayed in had some ghost like a ghostbusters jumper just the suit okay not the like the pack or anything but it looks suspiciously like real third hand and like you know was probably used at a distance on an extra or like somebody who was just shot from behind and wasn't actually i just looked really bad i didn't recall ever seeing anything look like that in the movie Either of them. You want you want you want to talk about you want to talk about uh, jarring retrofitting. The Planet Hollywood used to be the Aladdin, and they just turned it into some you know gauche uh, Hollywood theme. The mall is still like very you know um, Arabian esque, and and the architecture on the outside. They did build another tower at least, though. Planet Hollywood has slowly become a little bit more than that frontal facade, which used to be the old Aladdin. Anyway, the Planet Hollywood, the restaurant in Vegas is top notch. Their memorabilia is top. All right. More changes to the strip. Opening soon is T-Mobile Arena behind the, the Monte Carlo and the New York, New York. They built an arena. It looks nice. So now MGM has three arenas within like two blocks of each other. The MGM Grand Garden Arena, the Mandalay Bay Event Center, and this T-Mobile Arena. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of arenas, but I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll get a maybe, hockey team. Yeah, maybe next they can build a, a football stadium. I would like that. Well, there's there's still and the, and the thing about this, this things new in place arena, to keep that away. There's, there's no parking. 
Oh God. MGM's like, just park at one of our hotels. So that that won't be a cluster at all. <laughs> Good God, that would be a, a disaster. Opening uh adjacent to MGM the MGM Grand in this year, later this year, is a Top Golf. Uh, are you familiar with Top Golf? Yeah, my friend Josh hits Top Golf every time he's in uh, Arizona. He loves okay, it. so it's like a it's like a driving range times mini golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this Top Golf flagship in Vegas is gonna have five bars, two pools, and a concert venue. Um, it's a bit uh, obscene, but I don't know though. I think hitting hitting a bucket of balls and being able to drink while doing so and hanging out with your friends, I think that that seems like it's fun. It, it, it's certainly uh, something different besides shooting guns. This Top Golf will reportedly have cabanas, so you can use the pool and then you can golf in, in, in a bikini or swim trunks. Uh huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a nice. It's it's something different than shooting guns or don't they have that uh, construction sandbox where you can just like smash stuff and <laughs> yeah you can use like uh, loaders and like yeah. machinery yeah it's like a big and, kid sandbox and also opening in Vegas soon is Speed Vegas which is a hundred acre driving complex that will include a one point five mile track with twelve challenging turns fifteen degree banking. 60 feet of total elevation and a half mile straight away. So this is um, like a mini Audubon. I'm looking at the website. Drive a Ferrari 458 Italia, $89 per lap. Uh, per drive, lap, huh? Yeah. You stop. Drive a Lamborghini Huracan, $89 per lap. Drive a Corvette Z06, $49 per lap. Mm. Huh. I'm not a car guy. Does this interest you, driving these cars? Uh, it'd be cool, but I'd rather just have the car. You know, driving it on a track to me just doesn't seem that exhilarating. It's like, okay, well, I get out of it, and I don't own that car. To me, ownership is the cool part of having like a car like okay. that, not just driving around in a circle. They also have a $99 ride-along drifting experience. <laughs> experience... Two laps on the Speed Vegas track, riding with a professional driver, while who possesses an astonishing lack of feet. I'd I'd rather just pony up and drive the car myself, though. Yeah, that seems like a better deal to me than just drifting around some asshole. Lam- Lamborghini Gallardo, sixty nine dollars per lap. I noticed that those Lambos and neither of them are their current models, and that Ferrari is meh. It's not one of their. These are all a little bit like lower tier sports, like high end sports cars. Well, I mean, I, I, they can afford they to wreck if, these. What are they going to do if someone crashes one of these cars? That's what I'm saying. They're, these are replaceable cars to some degree. I mean, yeah, they're all really nice, but if you know anything about cars, you're kind of like, okay, well, there's a whole other level that they're not even touching on, which is makes sense because they're not going to let people drive those ones so vegas really is becoming just <laughs> complete fantasy land uh? guns construction golf driving strip clubs i saw a place called strip gun club <laughs> and it's meant to be like it's all it's, it's everything it, no no it's it's a gun club on the strip but uh, it's, just, it's just poorly named um, well no yeah, i think I that's down- that's smartly named actually because it'll probably get somebody to pop in there i was in a downtown Las Vegas yesterday and I saw this I was walking and I saw this place that looked like a sex shop like a red light district shop and then the signs outside were it said hot dip and melt 
And then I'm like, oh, that's that's a re- it's it's a restaurant, red light district themed fondue restaurant. <laughs> it was so, not, was it? It was seriously. It's, a, it's an actual red light district themed fondue restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's really on the nose. Then I was kind of expecting them just to make you think that. Yeah, and then, then a block away is that that park built out of shipping containers, Container Park. Oh, I haven't seen that. And and outside the Container Park is a tank with like a a metal grasshopper <laughs> attached to it and then the tentacles the antenna of the grasshopper uh shoots fire and so like the uh, you know uptown funk would play and then the fire would shoot out of the antennas of this tank grasshopper where is to this, the beats where's this located relative to anything it's, it's just like just outside of fremont street just east of fremont street is it newer um, or how, how yeah, long that, has it been that this is like an up-and-coming uh neighborhood so i'm so i'm watching this like grasshopper spew fire to the beats of uptown funk <laughs> and i'm thinking like yeah i could live here you know this 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 seems nice. The grasshopper, you uh, liked him. Yeah. Huh. So so never mind, you know, impending water doom in Las Vegas, the water crisis or the deathly hot weather during the summer, the heat. Yeah. I think the the one reservation I have about like living in Las Vegas full time is the dry weather. <laughs> it is like wreaking havoc on my skin, causing me nosebleeds. Does your nose bleed? It does. Montana's pretty dry. Cold weather and hot our hot heat here is is pretty dry. We're not humid I, at all. So. I, I used to not ever have nosebleeds and then the older i've gotten the more the more i get them and you feel so stupid when you have a nosebleed i always get them at night so i'm not in public i couldn't uh, imagine having to deal with what i wake up with sometimes in the night like in in a, in I, a public setting it would look like i'm fucking like my face is melting off i i get them in the shower and the worst part about getting a nosebleed the, the, the best part is you can just like wash it away yeah but the worst part is i want to plug it up with like some tissue but you can't. But, It'll get all soggy. Doesn't work. No, but then, but then, like, I gotta get out of the shower, and then do I towel off and risk getting blood on the towel? So you just have to sort of like, I have to maneuver my way to the toilet to grab the toilet, the toilet paper to stuff in my nose I, before I could towel myself off. It's amazing how much, how how little of a of a thing a nosebleed really is, but how much of an inconvenience it turns into i mean there's like logistics you have to deal with depending on your situation that you've never had to think about before yeah like yeah. okay well i don't want to bleed all over this stuff that's something <laughs> you don't really think about ever when something happens to you you sneeze so, yeah okay whatever you can sneeze on shit it's not a big deal but like okay well i don't want to bleed all over the place yeah. and then how do you stop that i mean there's like levels here of shit that you have to be super resourceful about yeah it's, it's I, an obnoxious i got a nose of its story for you every time i come to vegas i try to go off strip more and more. And I wound up in a suburb the other night in a shopping center with the chutzpah to call itself downtown Summerlin. So this is in Summerlin, which is a suburb. And this shopping center, they just decided to call it downtown Summerlin. And it's a nice shopping center. They have a Shake Shack, which for a long time was just in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's in this suburb of Las Vegas. And I always in downtown Summerlin to try a gelato's shop that's uh, reportedly Australia's best gelato. And they have one branch outside of Australia, and it's in downtown Summerlin, in the shopping center with a Trader Joe's and a Target. Anyway, I'm coming back from downtown Summerlin, 
and I got a uh, because I'm cheap. I ride the bus, and I'm riding the bus. I'm riding the bus, and I I look over to the there's a black dude sitting beside me, an old black dude, but he looks young, but he has white hair, and he's wearing a Batman hat, and he has like giant Beats like headphones, but they're JVC headphones. And I'm looking over, and I notice that he has a a swastika tattooed on the right side, on his right cheek. That that's and, a little odd. And so at first I think like, am I sure it's a swastika? Because you know, there's that reverse swastika that's like a Buddhist symbol. <laughs> but then I, you know, I keep looking, and I'm like, yeah, that's actually a swastika. It's like a 1.5 inch by 1.5 inch thick, bold, a bold, bold one. All right, a bold swastika. Just on, but but it's hard to see because it's like black ink on black skin. Sure. So. Okay, so then I, I, get, I get off at the SLS, which used to be the Sahara. So it's where I'm far away from the main strip. I'm, I'm where all the, the remains of the un, unfinished uh, hotels are. But this SLS is like a, a hip boutique hotel. And I go inside to pee, and then I want to check my phone. So I'm, I'm at the entrance of the hotel, and... The, the floor of the entrance is like a dance floor. So it's like it's like white, but it, it keeps changing colors. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's like a disco floor. And I'm sitting there checking my phone, and I feel something come out of my uh-huh. nose. <laughs> and I get, literally, I see, I, I, I literally bleed on the dance floor <laughs> in this entrance. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, right? So I go back into the bathroom, and I plug up the nosebleed. And I start walking back toward the main part of the strip because mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm like I ate too much tonight. I gotta walk back to the hotel, and I'm walking back to the hotel. I want to change out. So I, I I basically what I do is I I roll tissue into sort of like a small tampon and I stick it in my nose. Yeah. And I want to change it out, and so I pull it out, and this is a gusher. So I pull out, I thinking like, oh maybe it's like cl- uh, clotted by now. The, the, the nosebleed but no it hasn't it's still like gushing out of my nose and so I, I reach in my pocket and I plug it up again with another tissue and I keep walking and then I get to um, right outside the Encore which is like the last active hotel before you reach the main part of the Las Vegas Strip and I, I again I check my nose and I'm still like dripping out and now I realize I don't have any more tissues to, to plug it back in and I try using the one that I pulled out but it's too like soaked yeah and so now I'm just standing you know on the side of the road the blood is just gushing out of my nose and I don't know what to do because I don't have any more tissue and so I'm just like okay maybe I can just wipe it away with my arms oh no <laughs> and so I'm like wiping my nose with my arms getting it all over my arms and in one hand I'm holding this like bloody tissue and then I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I gotta figure out something. And so, with my right, I, I with my right like hand, I just like compress my my right nostril because that's where it's coming out of. And then I start walking toward the encore. I'm gonna go into the encore and I'm gonna get tissue in one of the restrooms and you know wash my hands, and then plug it up. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the street. My hands are covered in blood. I'm I'm, I'm oddly like pressing my no my nostril yeah and then wearing a shirt that says violent gentleman on it and i'm walking to the encore meanwhile like everyone's going out everyone's going to the nightclub that night and they're all dressed up nicely and here i am walking up to the to the encore with like the the shirts are really like that's icing on the cake really yeah so i, I got all this blood on myself and then 
I got to ask someone to open the door so uh-huh. I can get into the hotel. Sure. And so we get, we get through two doors and I finally get in the bathroom and I'm still washing myself off and I finally get everything cleaned off. And then as I'm walking out of the bathroom, I know attendant sprayed de- spraying down the sink that I was using yeah. to, to wash away the blood. So yeah, that's one of the, I, I think that's, that's like the deal breaker for me. I, uh, I don't know if I could deal with these constant, uh, nosebleeds and having to just sort of like smear Vaseline all over my nostrils. Sleeping with a humidifier is one thing, but it's not going to solve that problem. Yeah. I think at least most people probably didn't really bat an eye at your situation for the most part. You know, you see some mm-hmm. interesting shit. It was just the odd visual of like the Encore is a very, yeah. it's a very fancy looking hotel. Steve Wynn, this, it's a good thing Steve Wynn wasn't outside that night. Yeah, it, 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 you got this dude walking around with blood-covered arms, and he's walking in an odd way because, you know, his hand is, like, pushed up against his nose. Well, at least you didn't run into any resistance trying to go into the hotel and, and get no, I, figured I, I out. I guess, like, Vegas is just weird enough where, eh, they, I, you they, know. They let you slip by. Yeah, been there, done that, seen it. Yeah. Another <laughs> Another thing about... Actually living in Vegas, which I've you know I've thought about, is I wonder how crazy I would get gambling. I, I feel like I'm the only person I know who likes to gamble. I know you don't like to gamble, and I, I don't think any of my friends do. I have friends that are very into it, but I am not. No. And the the question I always get is like, oh, do you play poker? And I always answer, you know, absolutely not. I feel like everyone thinks they're an expert at poker. And that's why I don't want to play poker. You don't want like, you don't like putting up with the personality like that, or you, yeah, I, I just I just rather play like blackjack with you know soccer moms from the Midwest, who are just like looking for a good time. Yeah, like they're they're not trying to be the best at it. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, granted, like poker is, I I, I think poker poker is like the CrossFit of gambling. Yeah, but like you can you know po- strategy works. In poker, right? Poker is where you can actually win lots of money. Uh, you can control your fate the most. And I, I don't know. I, I it's just it just seems like too much pressure to have to play poker in Vegas. That's why I don't like. I don't. I just don't like it. There's too much going on. Like with, with blackjack, it's fine. You know, all you have to do is hit or or, or stay. Right? <laughs> it's like a it's like a job. You know, and and I don't really want to work. It's you can your mind can wander and you can still be in the game. Yeah, and then you ever go to poker rooms, and everyone thinks they're, you know, they're a hot shot. They're wearing the sunglasses, and I don't. Know. So you know, I I, I got to say, like, I'm I'm less interested in winning lots of money than gambling for a long time, and that's why I like playing blackjack because you can gamble for a long time without losing a lot of money. Yeah, you can stretch it out. Yeah, and they used to have a uh, blackjack dealers called dealer tainers. This is also at the Imperial Palace, of course. Uh, they were dressed as like Elvis Presley or yeah, you know Prince. So they did like a celebrity kind of lookalike. Yeah, and, thing. and they don't have those anymore. Like they've they've just fallen out of favor. These dealer tainers. Um, same with Kino. Like when I came to Vegas in the '90s, you, you go to any restaurant, they have the the Kino boards, and and no one plays Kino anymore. Which is odd because Kino is basically just the lottery, and everyone plays the lottery. It's like it's like a Powerball. I think it kind of has. It feels like a person, a game like old people play. I don't think the excitement is there. I don't think you would find like 
you know, 24-year-old. I, I just don't think it really has the excitement, though. Like, As opposed to what, like a slot machine? Well, that's that's not fair. I'm, I mean, like, you, you see, I've seen people play high card in, in a casino, and that's basically just who has the higher card. That's fun as opposed to Kino. I'm not know. saying Kino isn't fun. I'm just saying that I think it has a bit of a I, reputation. I, I still get it, like almost the same as the lottery. And people play that. People like picking numbers for the lottery. Yeah. I don't know. Kino, I, Kino needs to rebrand and, <laughs> and come back up. It needs to be the kale. Yeah. Of, okay. It's the kale of gambling games. And somebody needs to go out and rebrand it and get it back out there. <laughs> It's got it's got a rebrand as a uh, Powerball, right? So a different name, maybe. Yeah. Speaking of high card, this was a Casino War, which is just war, but you're with with money on the line. They have that. Yeah, it's actually called Casino War. Huh. <laughs> so it's just like fancier high card, but I mean, watching someone play high card is just the dealer just like flips over two cards and either gives you another chip or takes your chip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody's um, got their passion. Yeah, slot machines. I don't know why people play slot machines. I think they're, I don't know. I just feel like you can't win with a slot machine. But then like I was talking to a coworker and she had a layover in the Vegas airport. And she's like, yeah, I won $40 playing a Dolly Parton uh, (laughs) slot machine in the airport of all places. Like what's the new technology that they have on the slot machines? It's been a long time since I've been there. So I haven't. So my experience with slot machines is that you know you put your money in and and you don't pull this you don't pull the uh, the crank anymore. No, you just or, hit a button. Uh, and they used to have buckets for you to put the coins in. I think that was a lot more fun. Or now you just like press a button. It's like being Vanna White on Wheel of Fortune now, right? Yeah, it's way more digital. It's probably it, slots were cooler when it was like analog. Like it but, was just going to. But pour now a bunch what they have is. So now what they have is like mini games that really hook you, and yeah. those mini games are legitimately fun. <laughs> and so my experience playing slot machines is you put the money in, you spin it a few times, and you win a little money, and then you win a big jackpot, which leads to a mini game. And they hook you on the mini game, and then right after you finish playing the mini game, you lose all your money until you put more money in. <laughs> this is the trend. You win a little money, they hook you with the mini game, and then you lose all your money. Got it figured out. Yeah, and I, I, I guess the appeal is very similar to that of like those freemium mobile games where it's it's just fun enough you know to want to continue yeah yeah i i see all these people playing these slot machines and it just thinks suckers right you're just gonna lose all your money but maybe it's just me maybe it's just my luck since i don't gamble and i don't really have that type of thing in my genes i don't understand it at all what, what did you do Whatever. what do you do when you come to vegas <laughs> Just get drunk. I'm gonna be honest. I just drink a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I hung out in the IP last time I was there. I remember hanging out there for a while because beers were cheap. Just, so, just so hang cheap. out in bars. Do you watch people gamble? Or? Yeah, I do. A lot okay. of people watch it. My friends, I'll, I'll hang out with them and they'll gamble. I and usually there was always somebody else who was, really wasn't into gambling, and I just we just go and find places with booze. <laughs> That's pretty much any, all we Have did. you seen any of the shows? Uh, yeah, we went to uh, what Cirque show? The sexy one. What's that one? Oh, the, I haven't seen the, it's the it's the R-rated one, right? Yeah. What one is that one? Um, I think it's called Zoomanity. Yeah, we went to Zoomanity. I'm gonna be honest. That was actually pretty cool. That was fun. Okay. I, it, I just it saw was like small, an ad too. for it today. And it was like a guy who was like chained up to some uh, monkey bar or something. Um, there was some cool stuff. Like, okay. I've seen the other ones, and I, I kind of like the ones where they have a custom theater built for them, like the. The Bellagio one in the water, it's like a giant pool with like hydraulic 
staging. Um, yeah, Zumanities didn't. I think it's yeah. a it's a bare bones show. They they just have it out in New York, New York, and I think there really didn't seem to be anything too special about the stage. But it's a pretty small production. And then the one at the MGM, I saw that one. There's like a a wall that just like spins and tilts, and that one's pretty cool. It's so like you, a, so you've seen like a few a, of them then. I've seen a few of them. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen one in a while. David Copperfield is in town, and I kind of want to see him again, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like he's done any. When did you leave? <laughs> or when do you leave? New tricks. I'm here for a week. <laughs> it's still another week? Because um, when did you get to town? I got here last Wednesday. You're there till when? Wednesday. Oh, okay. Nice. We make it count at least. So you've seen David Copperfield before. Like, when was the last time you saw him? You guys see some magic. You're into it. Yeah, but I've seen David Copperfield hasn't done anything in like a decade. Well, but I Maybe mean, is there anybody what? new? Is there like somebody doing like some shit? New entertainers, but I don't want to watch them. I just want to see David. I just wonder if David Copperfield has any new tricks because he's just been doing nothing for since like the mid '90s, right? You don't hear anything. If he, if he had like cool stuff to do, he would do another TV special, but he doesn't. Can you sell magic though? Now is that even a thing? There's CW has that magic show. Some illusion, something. Uh, have you seen The Amazing Jonathan? He's no longer on the strip. Well, I know, but did you ever see him? I saw his TV special. I know you're a big fan of him. Uh, Yo, I'll he, tell you my a for, I'll formative tell you my years. Jo- I'll tell you my Amazing Jonathan story. I saw his TV special uh, in which he drinks Windex, right? Yeah. And I decided to duplicate that trick that we had to do for Spanish class in 10th or 11th grade. Yeah. And so I emptied out a Windex bottle, I washed it a bunch of times, and then I put water in with blue food coloring. And I got the ammonia scent did not um, wash away. So I took a big gulp of ammonia, you know, spiked blue colored water for the Spanish video. You got to do the blue Kool-Aid. And I also did a... Blue Houdini. He even has like a a magic name just for that reason, man. I also did a Penn & Teller trick for that Spanish video where you put tomato sauce in a bowl and then you cover it with noodles. And so if you squeeze the noodles, the, the sauce comes through. It's like instant sauce. You make the sauce appear. Yeah, yeah. That, I, was, I was so nerdy about magic in, uh, in, in middle school and in high school. Why didn't you get more into it? You should have got more into it. I, I, yeah, I think about it. Like, I, I wish I could manipulate cards. I wish I could palm cards. See, I can throw the shit out of cards. I can always do this. St- I can do the stuff that is like just barely connected to magic. You know, like uh, juggle and throw mm. cards you and can do throw card cards, stuff. Is, right? Yeah, like I can stick cards into like shit fairly accurately, but I can't really do a whole lot else. You know, I can like manipulate them a little bit, but I can't do tricks, tricks per se. So, like, inspired by Copperfield. I've had this idea for my ultimate or ultimate magic trick mm-hmm. since I, since since I was a child, and I'd be put in a straitjacket, and then I'd be lowered into a Chinese water torture tank, rectangular box, and then the tank would be tipped on its side, so I was like lying down in this tank of water in a straitjacket, and you put the tank over a burning fire. And then, meanwhile, there's a giant buzzsaw coming to saw me in, in half, coming down from the top. So from the bottom, there's fire. From the top, there's a buzzsaw. 
And meanwhile, I'm, you know, holding my breath in this tank of water in a street jacket. <laughs> You're combining all of like the staples. Everything. Yes, yeah. I wanted to put everything. And the, 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 the trick would have been the buzzsaw would cut through the tank mm-hmm. and the, blo- the water would all turn dark red as if, you know, it had cut through me and my blood was just going into the water. And when the water all leaked out of the tank, the tank would be empty and I'd appear from the back of the stage. Um, Ta-da, motherfuckers. I, would, I don't know how I don't know if it would work, but that's how it was envisioned. My my coup de gras trick. I think that's why maybe your your magic career was was cut short. <laughs> you have the ideas, you're the idea man, but the execution was maybe a little a little too it's, much. It's not even a trick. Most of that isn't a trick though. Like I've always um, well, that's a good portion of the I've, larger magic tricks. Yeah, I've never really felt that escaping is magic because it's just dexterity, right? Yeah, it's either. You know, holding your breath for a bit or wiggling your way out of something. Yeah, the larger tricks don't do it for me. I like the small stuff. But the small stuff's doable. That's what you could have been doing. And then the small stuff, my, I've talked about it before. My favorite trick is I, I saw this magician on some NBC Magic special, and he would eat cigarettes. Yeah, he'd throw them in his mouth, right? Yeah, and I, I always thought that was like the coolest thing. Like he'd light a cigarette, he'd throw it in his mouth, and then like regurgitate cigarettes. I feel like we watched the exact same Magic specials, me and you. Well, I mean, there, there's only, there was only like, a couple that I know. Yeah. yeah, everyone saw the same magic specials. Yeah, the guy would just toss the cigarettes in his mouth, like at a fair distance, too. Oh, we got sidetracked. Let's 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 finish up with these games. So, in my older age, I I got into roulette, but again, because uh, I want to gamble for a long time, I'm a very conservative roulette player. So I'll just like put you know ten or fifteen on black or red. What I would do is. Because there's 36 numbers on the table, I do a first half bet, which is one through 18, and then I do a, a like a third third bet. So this is one through 18, then I get what's it, 24 through 36. So I basically could only miss on six numbers. Oh, okay. It's, it's 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 not the most sound logic because you lose some money either way. Uh, anyway, so like one time I saw uh, I was in a casino and I saw like this guy just walk up to a roulette table, roulette table, put a hundred on black and just lose it <laughs> in one spin. And that's not how I want to. Guy, um, you'll never come out ahead if you just don't go big. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like that's my kind I, of gambling though. It's just a, a simple thing. Like it's either I mean there's it's it's black and white, v- I, very simple maybe, one move. I dream of being one of those people who are, can like go up to a roulette table, say, "Give me hundred hundred dollars in one dollar chips," and just cover the board in chips, right? Yeah, I think that would just like thrill me. But you you lose a lot of money that way too. You have to be prepared to like take a bath if you do that. Oh yeah, that's also the fun way to play roulette. <laughs> anyway, so my friend. Uh, got me convinced that the strategy would work. So when you play roulette, they have these little screens that'll show you what the last 10 numbers the ball has landed on were are. And so for a while, when I first started playing roulette, I would seek out tables where like the the ball had landed eight consecutive times on black. And then I would bet red, you know, thinking it's got to land on red. It's got to land you, on red. There, when, do you know the name of that? No. There's a theory for that. It has a name. Because nothing it, has anything to do with the previous thing that had happened. Right, exactly. So, th- so, But then I stepped back. I'm like, what am I doing? It doesn't really matter how many times it landed on black. The odds are say- the same that, that it'll land on, you know, it's the ga- It's black. the gambler's fallacy. Yeah. But I want a lot of money <laughs> doing it that way. And, but, and my, my new uh, obsession is craps. Because you can really play 
you can really gamble for a long time playing craps, even though it's like really convoluted, but it's kinda like roulette. I don't understand craps at all. It looks fun. I like, like it it looks action packed and really fun. Like you don't you don't even have to do anything to, to have the thrill of playing craps. You just have to like you know you know how um when you play poker you have to put in that minimum bet? Yeah. So you so in the craps you put the bet on the pass line and then you don't have to bet at all anymore and you can win money. Just just put putting that minimum bet in. And so it's it's weird though. Like I don't really like gambling with other people, but when you play craps, you know, it's the yeah. most social of all the gambling games. Yeah, and everybody's everybody's involved. You just kinda just kinda roll with it. I got chastised my first time for not throwing the dice hard enough. Yeah, and see that's one that's one reason I've never attempted to play. I just feel like I'm I would just do things wrong. I like to yeah. practice like on my own, like outside of other things before I like introduce myself out into the wild with it. And that's not a game you can really do that. Who's got a craps table to <laughs> learn to learn the basics and be like, okay, I'm confident enough I can go up there and throw. I'd be in the exact same position as you. I just like throw the dice off the table. The, the, the craps guy's like, come on, man. You got to at least hit the end of the table. Oh, yeah. you. I, I could at least maybe do that. But, you know, there's. Uh, I feel like, like somebody should be judging my technique, you know? It does look fun. so. So you're self conscious about your your your, your gambling. Uh. I just don't know. Like I don't I fucking. I'm just numbers in me just don't work. Like I'm uh. seriously just. I just go dumb. Like my I just glaze over. I just don't do well with numbers. I just stay away from it. I'll never win big. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You ever played lottery? Uh, I've actually never bought a ticket. I've bought some scratchers before, just because it was funny. But yeah, I've never bought. I don't. I don't even know what you do to like to buy a Powerball ticket. I don't even know what the fuck you do. You just ask for a ticket. I don't even get it. Like it's so beyond me. I just don't know these things. I'm trying to picture you in Vegas. <laughs> oh, dude, I just drink. I told you what I do. I just follow around, follow people around and drink. Right now, because you don't, you don't, you don't even swim, and so you can't go to the pools. And... I no, I yeah, I don't really yeah, I don't swim. I can go. Well, I go in the pool just to hang out, but I don't like next, swim around. Next time you come, the 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 golf course and the 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 racetrack. I have I have a feeling maybe the next time me and you will hang out, Vegas is the easiest point for us to meet, and we I think me and you would have fun there. I mean, even if you know you went off and gambled, I think we could still make make a fun fun thing of it. Psycho gamble. All right, that's it for this episode. This all Vegas episode. You could uh, catch me. When I'm not in Vegas on AdamRiff.com and uh, on Twitter at AdamRiffs with an S at the end. And you guys can also follow me on Twitter at Zombieologist. You can email us at BackwashAudio at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you around. It's a world beyond reality. A place of light and dark A world beyond infinity A realm of mind and heart It's a shadow world of fantasy Upon which dreams are born A kingdom where illusions Give it light and sound and form It's a magic world Where rules do not apply It's a brave new world